Warning, this podcast may contain graphic and triggering content. Please listen at your own risk. Each individual struggle is different and everyone's recovery and healing journey is different. Please reach out to a certified medical professional if you need help. Welcome to episode 26 of Stomp the Stigma, the podcast aimed to fight the stigma surrounding mental health through education, awareness, experiences, stories, resources, and the vulnerable truth. Joining me to stomp the stigma today is Alicia from World of Wellness. This is part two of my conversation with her about her depression and anxiety journey. If you didn't hear part one, go back and listen to episode 25. Otherwise, enjoy. I'm so happy that you have found yourself and learned to love every part of you. That's amazing. And I think everybody, everybody needs to kind of come to terms with themselves or, or accept themselves, but that's such, I mean, that's so much easier, harder, wait, easier said than done. Yeah. A hundred percent, especially the parts of yourself that you don't necessarily like, because there is yeah. going to be parts of yourself that you do not like. And I think once you understand that and accept that, then you can kind of get to another level of mm-hmm. humanness and of like true life experience. You, you have to be able to sit with that and be accountable for yourself and if you really don't like something change it and just have the strength to do that and, and to acknowledge that and know that because there is if so if if someone was to say oh I love myself so much I love everything about myself I love everything in my life I love everything that's led up to this moment they're probably not telling the full truth because I just it, it doesn't exist perfectionism doesn't exist and a sense of like complete acceptance and love for yourself for who you have been who you are and who you will be doesn't really exist because to get to the point of of acceptance now you had to have changed something that you didn't like then mm-hmm. um so I, it's just yeah it's a constant journey and and yeah I don't think that anyone can ever be healed and I, I'm so self-accepting now and I love who I am now but in a year or two I might not like this person and I might have made a lot of changes because I didn't like certain aspects of like how I am now and that's what it's about it's about constantly growing through life and just finding your way and never really feeling like it's too much because life it's it's not it's as much as you make it and you have to make these changes and you have to you're the one who sits with yourself no one is with you more than you like you are with yourself 24 7 so it's so important to like learn to love all these aspects of you that make you and and be able to sit with them Mm -hmm. so now that you are kind of or you have accepted yourself um and you're looking back over your whole journey and reflecting on everything that you've been through is there any advice that you would give to your younger self or is there any advice that you wish that you would have received when you were younger a hundred percent i feel like there's a lot lot of advice I would give to myself, but just to pinpoint it, I would tell myself that I deserve the space that I take. I deserve the air that I breathe, and I deserve to fill all the spaces that I want to fill and and be in, because I I genuinely didn't think that I deserved it, and I held that for so long, and I didn't let myself do a lot of things that I wanted to do, or I would drop things that I was doing because... 
thought that it was looked at a certain way. So yeah, I would tell myself that I deserve that space and it doesn't matter the judgment that people hold on you because at the end of the day, they're not going to remember if you did something that is perceived as like silly or like stupid or unfair. Like they're not going to sit with that in ten, in a year's time, let alone 10 years. They're not going to sit with, they're not going to remember it. Yeah. So just do what makes you happy, what feels right in that moment, what makes you happy in that moment and, and have all these life experiences because the best life experiences I have are when I'm truly like authentically me and being like that silly version of myself that doesn't really care for the judgments of other people and holds no judgments on myself so that's probably the main things that I would tell myself I don't I don't think I'd expect anyone to tell me anything because I think that the person that I was then anyway wouldn't have listened to another person Mm -hmm. or I'd been like yeah 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 and then just it would have just went in one ear out the other because I, I held such judgments and like as such like an angsty picture of myself that I wouldn't have listened to someone else trying to give me good advice anyway. I love that one. Oh, that's so good. Would you tell yourself anything? I don't know. I think I would I would probably say the same thing. I do kind of wish that when I was younger somebody would have told me that what I was going through was okay and that it wasn't I don't want to say normal, but... Um, I, I completely got, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not something yeah. that everybody goes through, but at the same time, you're not alone. Yeah, it, it's that. It's knowing that you're not alone. Yeah, so I think I wish that somebody would have told me that when I was younger because a, lot, a big part of my struggles is or was um, just feeling like I was the only one going through that and that nobody understood or nobody was really able to be there for me because I was so different from everyone else. Yeah, Yeah. I completely get that. Yeah, I just, I think that that's still a struggle today is that people feel so alone Mm -hmm. in what they are going through, regardless of if it's because of a trauma or because of their appearance or because of their sexuality. Just, it it could be anything people feel so alone in their journey because the one thing that mental health is really good at if you struggle with your mental health it is brilliant at isolating you Mm -hmm. you are never going to find out about other people because at that point in time you're sat within yourself in an isolated place and you don't want to talk about it you don't want to reach out and it's scary to reach out and it's scary to talk about it because you feel like you're admitting something that you want to hide um yeah and I, I feel like that's still a massive struggle today that's definitely something that I try and like I think that's why I'm so open with my mental health because not only does it help me heal but I see the change and the impact it can have on someone else and to me, that's so important because I literally felt like that. Like, I felt so alone at that point when I was told I had depression. I was like, what on earth? Like, mm-hmm. who has depression? Who at the age of 21 has depression? Yeah. Like, it, it, and it, you just, I, yeah, I sat by myself and cried for days because I just felt so alone. Yeah, I had uh, my piano teacher when I was, I don't know, probably like 15. He 
in one of my lessons, I remember him telling me that he thought that I had depression and I just kind of was like, what do you mean? I don't have depression. And so like that was kind of the first time that somebody really said something like that, but I didn't really take it to heart or think about it really until like later on when I was kind of diagnosed with everything. And then looking back, I was like, okay, this makes so much sense now. If there is a moment where you think this makes sense. Yeah. Why did no one come to me with this like stop sign and say like, hold on a minute, let's go back and just look at all these things. <laughs> um, there is a moment and I think everyone who is diagnosed with anything in their life, regardless of its mental health or not, has that moment of, oh my God, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense now. Like this completely makes sense. And I think sometimes diagnosis can help people. It gives you that thing that you need sometimes in order to start the healing process because mm -hmm. you now know what you're trying to heal from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel yeah. like we're so similar. This is so crazy. I literally feel like we're so similar. I feel like I'm related to you so much, yeah. honestly. Like literally even just what you've just said in terms of like um, getting diagnosed with something that makes sense. So I literally in the past month just got diagnosed with I don't know if you've probably never heard of it, it's called Meniere's disease or Meniere's, I don't even know how to say it, like, and I've just been diagnosed with it. And I literally had a moment like two weeks ago of, oh my God, this makes sense. Because I've literally been having symptoms since, brief symptoms since I was like literally kind of remember and major symptoms for like a year and a half. And no one told, no one knew what it was. And I only just recently got diagnosed and now I'm just like, okay, this makes sense. But like, why did no one tell me this yeah. back then? It's yeah, like this relief, this relief that, okay, you finally know what it is and you can not like blame the symptoms and everything on it, but you have something yeah. as like kind of an excuse or... or uh, yeah, I, I completely, I literally, when I got diagnosed with this, uh, so a lot of the symptoms like dizziness, um, fatigue, like hearing loss, um, tinnitus, all, all of that, like in, in area thing, yeah. like confusion and tiredness. And I remember like literally I got that letter to say, this is what it is. And I was like, oh my God, like this makes sense. Like all of these things are because of this thing, this thing that I've got. It's like that, I'm not crazy. I didn't make them up. Like yeah. it is a thing, it's this thing and it's recognized. And there was that moment of like, why? Like, why me? Why do I have this? Why? Like, it makes sense, but why? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I do that kind of with everything that I'm ever diagnosed with. I did that. I did that when I was diagnosed with the anxiety in the end. I was like, okay, like, you told me it was depression and that was not depression. But now the symptoms make so much sense for it to be anxiety. But why did I not get told it was anxiety mm -hmm. until like, like now? because now like all of them things I could have stopped but then all of them things happened because of and you just kind of spiral on it yeah a little bit but I definitely think getting that label that diagnosis it definitely gives you something to it's like a relief I feel yeah like it's kind of like you can breathe a little bit because you have yeah blame isn't the right word but you have something to yeah stick stick it to 
it, it's not just like blowing in the wind anymore. Like you've got something to like attach it to. Exactly, exactly. There, there's such a double-sided coin um, with the labels and the diagnosis. Like, yes, you have this sense of relief, like you know what it is now, but then sometimes people use that as like, as an excuse. So they do certain things, oh, because it's because of the depression or because of the anxiety. And so it's like, it goes both ways, but. A hundred percent. And I feel like you'll never really get to a point where mental health will be fully understood because it's not as easy as you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's obviously, it's so difficult. Like you, you don't know if someone's struggling or not. You don't know if someone is, people can use their, their advantage in a, in like a more of a cynical way sometimes even the things like you want a day off work and your manager's not giving you it or you don't want to go somewhere and your partner wants to go and you just don't want to go because you can't be bothered like not to do with your mental health it's easy to say because of my mental health I don't want to go uh it's it's very easy to do that because no one is going to say to you you're lying mm-hmm. well I mean they'd, they'd be like a strong person to say that most people won't say to you you're lying um so I think that with mental health and with the labels attached to it although the labels are important in order for you to get the correct treatment or venture down the treatment path um and to understand and to be accepting of what is happening to you and why it's happening and that you're not like crazy or you're not making it up it's so important to have that like definitive this is what it is or this is what it could be but yeah, there is also the other side of, okay, well, I've been told I have this, therefore, and then you, yeah, obviously use it to your advantage yeah. when it's not the case. And it's, it's difficult because of people who use mental health and the, the labels and the name of things to their advantage tend to be the ones who are struggling the most because they haven't took accountability and acceptance for what they have. They just use it as mm-hmm. something to get out of things or to use it to benefit themselves without actually sitting with it and working through it and that that tends to be the case so yeah it can be very very difficult and I know like myself if when I'm talking about my mental health struggles I don't tend to bring up too much like the things I've been diagnosed with because they chop and change a lot so I'll say like I struggle with mental health and, and I was diagnosed with depression and, and anxiety but it's not something that like I, I tend to bring up a lot because yeah I do think that people sometimes will look at you in a certain way and expect you to make an excuse for the fact that you've got a mental health condition um, or they, they expect an explanation as to why you have it yeah. um, you don't need to explain yourself to anyone and you don't need to have an excuse for anything yeah. it just is what it is that yeah. is so true. I want to um, talk about your Instagram page as well. You have a page called World of Wellness, which I love, and you always oh, post yeah. like incredible tips and mental health um, little quotes and stuff like that. Um, how did that come about? Like, when did you start that, and what was your inspiration behind doing that? Yeah. So I have always um, since since I can remember, I always wanted to help people. Um, and then from when I, I received like that initial diagnosis when I was 21 and then really struggling with my mental health, from then on, 
I really wanted to help people like me who struggled with mental health because when I on my social media that I was using, I did I didn't see any mental health pages. I saw none of them, and that was partly my own fault because I didn't look for them, but partly the fault of a social media platform, which is like we kind of talked about earlier, to show people's highlight reel, mm-hmm. and they they don't promote more positive messages because obviously the things that I write about now on my wellness page, big social media platforms don't profit from that. They profit from sales and they profit from yeah. um, like all of the the marketing and all of that that they do. And yeah. that doesn't come from mental health, unfortunately, <laughs> in this planet that we, we live on. And I just think I was getting so, I was getting so sucked into the Instagram life and like the social media life of like this has to be perfect and I was at a tipping point in my life where I had had four therapists they hadn't worked for me some of them had told me horrendous things Uh, one told me I would never be cured of mental health because I was too clever and it's a placebo and therapy is a placebo so another one told me to get over it but I was just like stressing out and I needed to get over it yeah so I had all these really negative experiences and I, I hadn't been to therapy for like nearly a year because I was so traumatized by mm-hmm. the bad experiences that I had. And I was at a point where I knew I wanted to go back to therapy. I was so scared to go back because I just thought, what if this is just going to be a fifth time of being told basically that it's your fault that you're like this and there's nothing that anyone can do. And I just really wanted to put myself in a place where if therapy didn't work for me, then I had something to help myself and other people. And that turned into a world of wellness. And it was somewhere really for me to like thought dump and get these, get these positive messages out there had floating around in my head that I could then look back on myself and read when I was having a bad time and reread what I'd written because I was writing it for people but for me as well mm-hmm. and to reread what I'd written and be like right this is what you said like this is what you need to do this is who you are like remember this and I, I think that it kind of like spiraled from there and I got very like into the whole like I'm very aesthetically I like to be aesthetically pleased <laughs> in terms of Instagram um so I got into like the aesthetic and like it became something that I really enjoyed and then my little sister started doing the photography for it so it was like more of like a little collaboration and it just like really it really helped me and then it became more of like things that were important to me so Black Lives Matter movement that was super important to me last year um I mean it still is really important to me now as that whole thing was happening with the George Floyd murder um, and people started listening more it became so so important so I was able to use that platform and not have like my face attached to it Mm -hmm. and use the platform for purely for Black Lives Matter and for nothing else for no personal gain for nothing else but that and I I just think it's kind of like it's gone into something bigger than I thought it was going to be I thought it was just going to be me posting about my mental health and like trying to help people and it's more now um like if you look back on the the progress of it it's kind of went from that into like a really important issue to me and then I took like eight months break eight months away from the page 
to really like reconnect with myself and like listen to Black Lives Matter and listen to the social issues and the economic issues and the world issues that we have mm-hmm. and really educate myself. And then when I came back to World of Wellness, it was just super important for me then to use that platform to post about like the journey of healing, uh, but also use it to post about these super important issues like Men's Mental Health Week has just been, or Men's Health Week has just been Pride Month, obviously the last day of Pride Month today, so I just did like a Pride thing, um, and it's it's purely to just, for more the purpose of like education in that yeah. these things happen and these things affect mental health, and you might not, so I'm straight white woman, like a scientist, like, like British, white privilege like I have all of these things which is another reason probably why I don't attach like my face and stuff to my page at the minute just because although people know that I'm a white woman who's straight I think it's so much easier to read something and you forget that that's who's posting than to have this image attached because I don't need someone to see me to go oh she's a white woman and she's talking about pride or she's a white woman she's talking about black lives matter Mm -hmm. good for her like I, I don't want it to be about that. Yeah. I want it to just be about pride or to just be about Black Lives Matter or to just be about like the genocides that happen or to, to just be about that thing. And then I also want for the healing side of it and like the growth side of my Instagram for people to, to see that as it's as words on the page. So to read it and go, I can relate to this person. I have no idea who, who they are, but I can relate to them yeah. on a level. And I don't feel so alone. And that's, it's kind of like my page has definitely grown from that. It's, it's definitely mental health focused in every aspect, regardless of if I post on, on a social issue or not. It's all mental health focused. Yeah. Um, but it's just the things that I post now are the things that I need or I needed to hear. Or if someone messages me which happens, like, I get quite a few messages of people, like, asking for, for help or asking for, like, I don't know, a bit of guidance into something. And I'll always say, like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not, there's no qualification here other than scientist. If you need me to look at your blood, great. But anything else, I am, I'm not, like, experienced that. But I think sometimes people, they don't need that. They just need someone to listen. And so, like, they might want to get something off their chest and then they'll say, like, well, can you post something about this? So if I feel like I can and I can help them, then some of the posts come from there as well. But yeah, it's just World of Wellness is so important to me and like super close to my heart because it's something that I feel like I needed to hear Mm -hmm. way back when. Mm -hmm. And it's still things I need to hear. So even when I had a bad day today, I'll go back on my page and then look through a couple of my posts. I just like what I've said in like the caption just or just what I've said on one of the posts just to remind myself that how far I've come and to not give up on myself because the person who wrote that post at that point in time she wasn't giving up on me and that was me so I'm not going to give up on myself now so it's it's more it's personal but it's also it's for everyone but it's very personal yeah as well yeah oh, wow. So do you have like a goal for the page or like future plans for it or where you want it to go from here? Um, I don't think I have a goal for it because I feel like, yeah, if I set a standard of a goal, yeah. then it might, yeah, I feel like it'll take away from 
posting just like what I want to help. Right. Um, but the only, all I really want from that page is for people to like get something from it, for people to relate to it or to just see something and it makes them happy or like it makes them feel less alone just to, to really help people at some point in their journey and help me like I, I kind of see it as a it's a bit of a open journal kind of thing for me currently so my plans for it are all aesthetic at the minute <laughs> <laughs> so I know exactly like the plan that I'm going to post but I don't necessarily know what I'm going to post I, I tend to make the posts up on the day yeah I'll tend to have a day where I'm like okay I'm going to post today and then I'll make the post up as I'm about to post it. Um, and then I take about 50 hours to write a caption because the <laughs> captions are so important to me. So that's the thing that takes the longest probably is to write a caption. Yeah, and then, I, and then that's why I only post once a week, really, once, maybe twice a week because it just takes it takes so long because I want them to all be perfect and, like, I want them to all, like, be able to be relatable to it, like, at least one person to read it and go yeah. okay I don't feel as alone and that that's just that's the thing that's really important to me so as much as like all followers and likes and comments and all of that as much as it's like lovely on a page and, and I really appreciate it and it kind of validates my existence of the page and my existence on the page it's the people who message and it, do you know what I don't, you probably get this people message you and they're just messaging you to say, I really like your content or like, oh, I really related to something on your page or I'll oh, keep going, it's really good or yeah. just something along them lines. Literally, like these people have no idea how much they've impacted my day yes. just to hear that. That is literally the reason I keep going and the reason why I do it because of them people who think that they're just saying one sentence and I'll probably read it or it'll go into like my review section and I won't even look at it and I'll read it and it just literally lifts me so much to be yeah. like this is why I'm doing it this is this is the purpose like this is why and it genuinely lifts me up so much more than however many likes or how many comments like could ever do yeah, yeah. I get the exact same there's days when I'm like oh I don't know this isn't um getting enough um, views or streams as I was hoping I don't know if it's really helping anybody and then you get that message and somebody just even just saying thank you for posting this thing or like I love your content or anything like that it just changes your whole perspective and you're like okay I think this is worth it it really does it's it's a validating thing to hear yeah. or to read is that someone appreciates you and what you do mm -hmm. um it's it's so validating and it, it's as much as you can accept yourself and be so happy with the work that you're doing and be so self-validating if there's nothing like some stranger in some corner of the world yeah seeing what you do and validating it for you as well yeah. like it's there's something about that that's so powerful yeah exactly Okay, I have um, just a couple more questions for you. I want to talk about the pandemic um, and your job. You work in the hospital, you mentioned that. 
how has that changed for you over the past year and a half? Like, has that really been affected by the pandemic? And I guess like working so closely or in that field during this time, has that affected your mental health through this past year? Um, yeah, that's a brilliant question. Um, so when I, during the beginning of the pandemic, I worked in an adult hospital um, and it was one of the major hospitals that was getting the COVID patients. I think yeah. it was one of the first hospitals in the UK to get COVID patients. And it was full very quickly with COVID patients. And a lot of the other workload dropped off and it was very, we no one knew how infectious they were. No one knew what the disease was like. Mm -hmm. No one knew anything about it. So the way that we had to treat it in the hospital was as if it was the most infectious thing that you will ever see in your life. So it was a lot of like PPA gown or additional like measures that you we had to take in order to make sure that we were safe um, as well as like all the staff and patients were safe. And so, yeah, we kind of got through in the deep end of no one knew what to do. And then all of a sudden it was, okay, treat it as if it's like really bad. Um, so that was like a huge shift. And then there was a massive fear factor then of every single sample that you had was like, okay, is this from a COVID patient? Is it an aerosol? Like if I open this sample, is it an aerosol? Can it potentially like, like I don't know, get onto me and like contaminate me? Am I going to take it home if it gets on my clothes? Or So yeah, there was a massive fear factor in terms of that. And then also I work um, shifts. So I was doing like night shifts, day shifts. Then you have the people isolating, you have people off sick, you have people with COVID people shielding um so then I ended up picking up a lot of overtime one of my coping mechanisms that is actually um so I feel like my mental health was dipping but I was using work as a coping strategy for that and then in the middle of the pandemic I switched to I applied for another job and switched to a children's hospital so that's where I'm currently at now currently specialized in pediatrics and the switch was the best and worst thing, um, the worst because it forced me to sit with my mental health because the change of pace was ridiculous. Like it went from 100 miles an hour, unable to function, to super slow, like hardly getting any samples because kids don't really get sick with COVID. Mm -hmm. There was very minimal kids. Like there was, there was a couple in that were sick with it, but most of them were sick with other things. And then they also had COVID. Um, and also they cut the lists down for like um, surgeries, like not urgent things. So that they cut all of that down. So the amount of patients that we had in the hospital was cut down massively as well. So the workload was very small and that made me sit with my mental health. Honest, like, like yeah. you would not believe. Um, and I just couldn't function for like the first month of that, that change. It was, it was too much of a change for me to handle. So yeah, I really struggled with that. Really, really struggled with it. But then because of that, I think that's where I found like my sense of this job is super important that I do. And um, like I am important in this world because of the, the job I do as well. And it kind of made me like reevaluate what I do for a living. I just thought it was literally a job, but like I'm now super proud of the job that I do. Um, I'm like really proud of like what I've done to get to the place that I am at the age that I'm at because I know I've got quite far for how old I am. And to sit back really and kind of 
allow myself the like the self-love and the self-appreciation for how many people's lives I've helped to save or change and I think that that was important in terms of like my mental health journey because I never accepted that part of myself because I just thought like I should always have more do more be more be a higher place but to really like sit and accept that was huge for my mental health and I think that probably the thing that helped me realize that all of these different things in my life actually all link together and they're not all individual things so I think in terms of like the pandemic although it was really difficult um Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of life changes it was also really good because I mean like you said earlier it forces you to sit with yourself in in every aspect you have to I just have one more question for you that I ask um, all of my guests that come on. Um, So is there a stigma or a misconception around mental health that bothers you the most or that you you hear most often that isn't true? I feel like there's so many. Um, But I would say the one that I hear most often that isn't true is that if you suffer with mental health, that you, it's a weakness, that you are weak and that you are fragile and you are, not capable um because people who struggle with mental health will get themselves up every day and fight every single day for their existence against themselves are the strongest people that i know whether they know it or not the strongest individuals are those that go to war with themselves every day and still make it through the day a hundred percent and that's the thing that i hear the most and the thing that bothers me the most because it's the thing that people who struggle with mental health believe about themselves that they are weak when in actual fact they're the complete opposite mm-hmm. yes yeah. i completely agree i love that one okay well that is all the questions that i had for you um was there anything else that you wanted to bring up that we didn't touch on um oh god i feel like we could literally I feel like we relate so much that yeah. we could talk forever we really could um <laughs> literally we really could what I just want to ask you is what like got you started on the podcast Mm -hmm. and like really if you are where you want to be with it and like are you proud of yourself for it I really think you should be yes I am so proud of like how far it's come I mean it's still fairly small and I want to grow it some more but um yeah I'm so happy with where it's at and growing up I struggled with depression and BPD myself and nobody really talked about mental health or depression or anything like that and it was so kind of frowned upon to even talk about and so I felt like I had nowhere to turn I had nobody to really talk to or relate to at all Um, and then at the same time there was no kind of resources or people to talk to for my family or my parents So they didn't know what was going on with me. I didn't know what was going on with me. Um, We didn't really talk about it as a family. And so then, I mean, I've come to terms with all of that now. And I know so much about um, my own story and my struggles. Um, And then this past year during the pandemic, um, our work shifts were split up. And so I was stuck with one other person for the entire year and we just we got really close and we um talked about our mental health a lot 
and earlier this year I decided like I really wanted to start a podcast to kind of bring resources forward and talk to therapists and talk to other people about their struggles and their stories and just get the conversation going and keep it going all year round. I think there's a lot of those um, kind of one-off days where people celebrate and talk about mental health, but I find a lot of the time it it uh, sticks to just that one day. And so I wanted to keep going all year round. And when you hear other people talking about their stories and if you relate to them, I think it also encourages you to talk about your own and maybe help you come to terms with that yourself. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I got it started and it's definitely growing. You're the first um, kind of international guest, I guess. Oh, you then. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm super excited for where it can go, but I mean, I know it's small, but I know there are people listening and if it can help even one person, then I think it's totally worth it. Oh, 100%. I completely agree. Yeah. I, I honestly completely agree with everything you've said. I think sometimes the worst things with mental health are the fact that we have mental health celebration days. Yeah. Because exactly like you said, the conversation goes for a day and then it's it then it stops for another year. Yeah. Um it's it's not a, it's not a day thing it's yeah. it's really not it's yeah. all year round every single day and i completely agree the more that people talk about it the more that people are open and vulnerable and share their real raw hard mm-hmm. experiences then the more people other people are gonna it's like a snowball effect but in a good way yes yeah. Um, so I really appreciate what you're doing, and I, I really, really do. I would, I would love to do a podcast myself. I just really don't think that I have at the minute the time or the resources yeah. <laughs> or anything to do mm-hmm. it. Um, but to be able to have the opportunity to come on and to speak about these things that are super important to me and to other people, yeah, like it's really an honor. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your journey and just being so completely raw and open about everything. I think um, a lot of people are gonna love this episode as much as I am. Like, this was such a good conversation, but thank you. It really was. We should so catch up in like six months and see where we're at. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, amazing. Um, Okay, so if people want to reach out to you or have more questions for you, are you open to that? And um, what is the best way that they can do that? Yeah, 100%. I'm completely open to it if anyone wants to reach out. Um, best way to get me would be to be on my Instagram, which is at underscore world of wellness underscore. I don't know why I chose so many underscores. But <laughs> that's the best way to get me um, really. Or they can email me, which is all one word, another wellness page at gmail.com. Um, that's another way to get me if they've got any questions. And yeah, I'm more than happy to answer anything um, or to clear anything up or even just to listen if someone wants to speak. Yeah, yeah. and be heard. Absolutely.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. Feel free to reach out at any time. You can contact me on Instagram and Facebook at StompTheStigmaYYC, and you can email me at StompTheStigmaYYC at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. And if you or someone you know would like to come on, I would love to have you. Share your story, speak your truth, and together we can stomp the stigma.